It's time for Golf DMV, the podcast highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Low handicap, high handicap, or somewhere in between. If you love golf, you're in the right place. PGA, LPGA, industry trends. Golf DMV has it covered. This is Golf DMV. And now, here's Claude Jennings. Whether the government shut down or not, Golf DMV is still up and running, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we have not been furloughed. Yes, whether we're fully funded or not, that's a different story, but we're still going to keep the podcast going. It's the Golf DMV podcast. I'm Claude, of course. We've got Sherman here. We've got LB here. Gentlemen, how you guys doing? Doing great on this summer day. I know, right? It's like mm-hmm. 60 degrees in January, so we're recording this on a Sunday. So mm-hmm. whenever you listen to it, just understand that it's right. Sunday, January 21st, and it's 60-something degrees. Yeah. So why is a golf podcast inside recording a golf podcast when it's 60 degrees outside when in we January? we should be outside hitting when, golf balls. Exactly, when we should be outside hitting golf balls. Right. But we'll, we'll see what's Well, we will after this. It's okay. probably why we all suck. <laughs> well, right. two-thirds two <laughs> two of us do. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so anyway, we'll figure that all out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thanks for the love. By the way, I've got big news Uh-oh. right now. Dun-dun-dun. Golf DMV has just secured its first sponsor. Hey. Our first golf sponsor, clap. I want to say thank you. Yeah, like golf platform. Uh, for Borden Transportations. Mm-hmm. We'll have more news on that later. So thank you for the fine folks at Board and Transportation for sponsoring the podcast. We want to show them some love. And so visit mm-hmm. them on Facebook. I think you said Instagram too, right, Sherman? Yep. And Instagram uh, at Board and Transportation. But one of the listeners, visit it and just thank them for sponsoring the podcast. That's right. You know, hundreds of you guys, almost thousands of you each episode, yeah. listen to the podcast. Show some love to the first sponsor. Okay? Too bad I didn't know about them when I was going back and forth to Denver because I was taking another limo service to, the, to and from the airport. Yeah, well, you know, about them now, so yeah. when you jump on that that service next time, there we go. Yeah, the next time, and it's going and, and you're not paying for it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Everybody wins. Well, then again, with the shutdown, they may not get paid either. So, <laughs> All right. so we'll see. So anyway, thank you, Borden. We'll have an official read coming up later in the show. All right, you mm-hmm. know, like an official podcast. Uh, so let's see. Yeah, um, two charity events are coming up uh, this spring in the DMV, and we're going to be there at hey. both of these charity mm-hmm. events. Talk a little bit about them, Sherman. Okay, so uh, the first. First one actually is uh, June 29th is Birdies for Bladders. It will be June 29th at Turf Valley. Okay. Uh, so we will have the founder of that, Jeff Moeller, uh, founder of that foundation will be on in studio with us sometime this spring. Uh, so keep your ear out for that. The next one, there's not a, not a date yet, but it will be in October. So next fall. Okay. Um, so we will actually have somebody that's on the board of directors for that as well. Well, you said next fall. Next fall. 2018. 2018. So this is a big debate. Is that mm-hmm. next fall? Or this, is that fall. this fall. I'm this sorry. Fall. This, <laughs> fall. <laughs> this fall. Yes. I yes. kind of forgot it was almost February. Right. So it'll be this fall later this year. And that will, that is the uh, National Collegiate Cancer Foundation. Okay. Um, and all the proceeds for that uh, uh, go to give scholarships to college kids with cancer. Nice. Um, the first one is for uh, some research being done. Uh, with this disease that uh, at Johns Hopkins, actually, mm-hmm. uh, the birdies for bladders. Um, again, it benefits kids. So mm-hmm. that's that's a good one. The uh, National Collegiate Cancer Foundation tournament will be in October, date not specified yet, mm-hmm. uh, at the links at Gettysburg. Gettysburg, oh. PA. Yes. Oh, OK. Nice. Just up the road. Yep. Not too far. Mm-hmm. So we will be present. I, I think 
pretty sure that we may be recording live from oh definitely the and, has thickened and we could probably get the party bus and fill it up with a bunch of golfers and take them with us hey i like that oh see now we've got a situation yeah, the party yeah. bus from board and transportation that's right absolutely we'll then the question is board and transportation board and transportation what did i say you put an S on the end. Oh, board and transportation. Yes. Tony Kornheiser is losing his mind somewhere. Oh yeah, right like now. chatters. <laughs> yeah. And chatters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Board and transportation. Uh huh. The only question I have for the bus does it have a stripper pole? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Moving on to the next. <laughs> to, the, to the next. Uh, I have not inquired item. about it because I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on the next edition of Golf DMV. Uh, no, so yeah, bomb cyclone update. We've got to get everybody mm-hmm. updated with what's going on here. Right, so, right. Yeah, what's going on with that? You, well, now it's like bomb heat wave. Yeah, it's, right, it's over we, now. Yeah. We had the whole bomb cyclone. Right, we had all the right. snow or rain or you know, dropping temperature up the yeah. East Coast. Right. Uh, it affected your basement, LB. Yes, oh, it did. Before the, he gets yes. to that, I open up my BG&E bill. Mm-hmm. Disaster. Yeah. Wow. I Disaster. Haven't seen, I haven't seen mine yet, so oh. I'm curious to see what it's going to be. Four, about four. Four hundred and fifty percent of what it was the previous no. month. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I opened it and nearly had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm anticipating that. Too yes. Because so of, I, yeah. this is our first the first year that my wife and I've been uh, in this house mm-hmm. and it's a heat pump. Right. I don't like I have that too. I hate them. Oh boy. Uh-oh. I hate them. Oh boy. Yeah, and we have solar games. panels. Thank God for that. Or it may have been <laughs> 10 times what it was. Right. Wow. So those, so a little bit of information for mm-hmm. those, because I did not know about this till I opened the bill the other day. Mm-hmm. Those with the smart thermostats, like uh-huh. I have one, mm-hmm. you can set it to max comfort or max savings. Mine mm-hmm. was on max comfort, which meant auxiliary heat was working overtime yeah. all the time. Yeah. So that also means you immediately switched it to yesterday. Max, yes. from the app, <laughs> max savings, you all better get a blanket because it's going to take longer to warm up. Right. Put on a sweatshirt yeah. when you walk yeah. around. Hey, when you go to Walmart, buy some extra long johns for everybody. Because yes. <laughs> we're going to need them. Yeah, well, if not, then we're going to be homeless and we're going to need them anyway. Because so. right. I can't afford the, you know, ridiculous, you know, bills that are $500 more than they were the previous month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Wow. Okay. But my problem is not nearly as bad as LB's. No, mine mine is better now, but it started out pretty bad. So uh, I guess it's like a day or two after the new year. So it was like the third or something of 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 January. I was in the kitchen one day, and the cold water wouldn't come on in the kitchen. I'm like, this is odd. So you know, we get to messing around, and I go to the refrigerator. No water's coming out the refrigerator either. Out the the ice maker and the water fountain thing or whatever, whatever. So I goof around, puts around, and finally I somehow it comes back on. So I'm like, oh. That was odd. Right. Don't think right. any, don't think anything of it, right? Right. The next day we come down, same thing. There's no, there's no. This time there's no cold or hot water Uh-oh. in the kitchen. So there's just no water at all. Right. But everybody in the house is fine, just, just in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Okay. That's so I'm like, exactly. Now we've been in our house 18 years. Never had a problem. Never had a problem. Wow. So when and so I, you know, I'm, after I look on the internet, I'm googling, I'm trying to find things. It says, you know, everything says you got a frozen pipe. Uh oh. But again, I've been in my house 18 years. I've mm-hmm. never had a frozen pipe. Why would I have one now? Right. So that's the furthest thing from my because mind. Because bomb cycling. You've never experienced a bomb cycling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so I finally get. To, so because it was so cold, it was like two and three degrees at night. All that stuff. You know, I call a plumber and. He's like, you know, I got so many calls, I probably can't get to you till tomorrow. So he gives me some things to do. So I actually cut a hole in my, in my I go to my gym, in my, in my home gym, <laughs> and cut a hole in the wall, right? I go to Walmart, I buy these small little heaters, uh-huh. and I put it where the, where the one pipe that, uh, that goes under the kitchen down out to the faucet, I actually put a heater in the wall, okay. right? So wow. it's heating up, heat, it was heating up that area. 
What um, kind of heater is this? Uh, just this regular small ceramic oh, heater. Space heater. Yeah, space exactly. Heater. I mean, it's not going to catch like the wall. No, no, no. It's not like kerosene heaters. No, 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 no. And you don't need it at 80 degrees. You just need it warm enough so the... You need it above 32 degrees. Right. So then I'm sorry. And we laughed because you said home gym. While everybody else paying that ten dollar fee to go to Planet Fitness, he just hey. goes downstairs. Yeah, I do jumping jacks in the living room. That's my home, that's my home gym. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right. So I also have a uh, I take a uh, uh, a little heater uh, uh, heat gun. Heat, okay, a heat gun, and I go outside and I heat up that faucet from the outside because I'm thinking. I'm try I'm grabbing that straws at this point. But right, guy, right, I'm yeah. going to listen to the to the plumber. He say, "Try this, try that." So I'm doing everything. Nothing's happening. The the, the uh, water's still not coming out of the kitchen. So I get back on the phone with the guy. He said, "Okay, I can come out tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, I can come out there." I said, "Okay, fine." So less than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. So that night, you know, I have the faucet open. Right in the kitchen, and I still have the heaters going on downstairs. So I got a heater under the sink. I got one heater under the sink. Get, keeping those pipes warm, and I got a heater in the wall downstairs in the basement trying to heat those pipes up as well. Mm-hmm. So I leave the faucet open because I figure at some point it's going to heat it up enough, the water's going to come on, and, mm-hmm. I can, and I'll know it because I'll can, you know, i be, I'll wake up and I'll hear it. So later on that night, probably about 2 in the morning, 2.30 or so, I hear water running. So I'm like, cool, I'm excited because, mm-hmm. hey, my pipes are now unfrozen. Right. So I rush downstairs and run in the kitchen. I'm butt naked just to be... Just- <laughs> Just, just, just so you know. Just to paint the picture. Yeah. Right. Okay. I run downstairs in the kitchen. Picture I did not need paint. Well, yeah. but some people might enjoy that. You know. uh, there are ladies on this listening to this podcast. Uh, and so, others who might enjoy it. You know, we're not against whatever. It is what it is. So I run in the, I run in the kitchen. And I run to the sink. And there's no water. Oh, boy. But I hear. You hear water. But I hear water running. Uh-huh. Right. So now I'm starting to worry. And I run downstairs. And I. And I go, we have a, we live in a well, so I have a well pump and everything. I'm in enough separate room. I run in there. I hear water running, but it's not, it's nothing's, there's no wet, nothing's wet in there. Okay. So I run around through the, through the uh, <laughs> man cave and I run back right. towards my office and my gym and I get and halfway the office and gym are separated. Yes, the two separate rooms. Okay. Um, home office. Just painting home a picture. Gym. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going. And man cave. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so I go down the hallway and as I turn the corner and take three steps, I hear whoosh. Oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. That's it. So I keep going. The more, the closer I get to my gym, the the squishier it gets. Oh no! And I never did see where it was coming because it's behind the wall where it was actually leaking. But there was water dripping from the ceiling in the gym and in my office. Uh, So I, you know, immediately turned the water off and started uh, doing what I could to 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 stop the damage. You know, from getting from going everywhere else. Right. Uh, so long and short of it uh, is I got somebody out that next morning. I was to my surprise. I was able to actually get a, a company to come out like at nine o'clock on the following morning Oh wow! to start the, the eradication of the water basically. Mm-hmm. So they, they brought in all those, you know, I got, they probably had 16 pieces of equipment. They had dryers, they had dehumidifiers and the guy came out, he cut out all the drywall. He took out all the carpet and the padding, all mm-hmm. that stuff, threw that away. Uh, way through our way all the padding. They kept the carpet. Um, and they pulled out all the trim around the floors. All that stuff had to be taken out. Oh. So it was a mess. I mean, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah. And, uh, and this is you know it's emergency situation type thing. Uh, so when you when you mentioned your uh, electric bill, uh-huh. so what made me think about when I talked to when the insurance guy came out, the adjuster came out. He said that I can actually um, uh, put a claim in for the difference in what I paid last year for. 
uh, heating as what what my bill is going to be for this January. Oh, nice. Because I had those, I, like I said, I had 16 pieces of equipment running oh. for five days straight. Oh, wow. wow. And, yeah. Right. So yeah. and, and so I took, the, <laughs> so what I told the wife, I said, well. Careful, careful, careful. Well, you hey, don't want Uncle Sam listening. Well, hell with him. He's going to have to come get me. <laughs> so Uncle I, Sam shut down. So right. No, that's did not, did not listening. Listen. So what I took this opportunity to raise my heat up anyway, because we normally keep our heat around 68-ish, mm-hmm. okay. something like that normally. Might as well go 78. Hey, oh, we had it up. I figure, hell, we, we're not going to pay for it anyway, we right. might as well be comfortable, <laughs> yeah. right? So we walking around naked, you right. might as yeah. well be warm. <laughs> so then instead of sweatshirts, we walk around in shorts. <laughs> so some of us got paid for our electric bill, at least for this month. Um, so so we finally, uh, so then I finally find the uh, get the plumber out. We find the actual pipe mm-hmm. where it actually had had frozen and burst. So here's and this goes even further back, and I, this is going to be. I'm trying to make this as short as possible, but so last year i guess since 2017 during the summer i had all the trim around my house replaced all the trim work around and uh the side not the siding but all around the windows okay all around the deck all that uh, stuff i had all that stuff replaced mm-hmm. right because i remember i said we've been in the house 18 years we've never had a problem with any frozen right. pipes before and none of our pipes are really on the exterior wall other than the one going to the the, the faucets outside uh-huh. well it turns out uh-oh. That when I had this work done, so I have these two bump outs. Like a, I'm looking at your house now. This bump out you have right here in your dining area. Mm-hmm. So we have one of those in our kitchen, and we have one in the uh, in the family room. Right. So the one in our kitchen that bumps out, they did the trim, redid the trim on the outside, all around that bump out. Okay. At the bottom of it, <clears throat> which is underneath my deck, they didn't caulk. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. They did not caulk where that trim met up with the foundation. So there was a gap, about an eighth of an inch maybe, wow. about eight feet long a- along that bump out. And that's where the air, that no. cold air was shooting that's straight. That's where the bomb cyclone hit. That's where the bomb cyclone, all that cold bomb cyclone air wow. was coming straight through that crack right onto that pipe. <gasps> Were there any calls made or emails? I have not yet. Okay. Because oh, man. I have not. I'm looking forward to that story. No, I haven't. And I... Yes, I could. I mean, I could probably litigate and, and make them pay for it. I mean, at this point, honestly, it hasn't cost me any money at all. It, costs, it has cost me some inconvenience, sure. but it hasn't cost me any money because I've even made it work to my advantage where, where the insurance company wanted to pay, wanted to just uh, uh, repl- fix that room, those two rooms, and put new and keep that carpet that I had in there. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to work it out through the magic of number manipulation and uh, I, I got my entire basement recarpeted. The magic of number manipulation. The magic of being in the 1%. I love it. The magic yes. of number manipulation. So, so the long and short hey, of it I is... I'm mad at you. I, yeah, it's, I got, the, yeah. it's the game. Yeah. Uh, you got play it. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, so but so that's, the, <laughs> that's the gist of it. And I just got carpet put in today, Sunday. So the carpet got in on Friday. Now, right. here's, now here's the idiots that had the carpet, <laughs> right? So so somebody did get cussed out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the story I've been yeah. waiting for. So, yeah. so we go and we go buy carpet and they say, okay, well, they came out and measured and everything and they were going to install it on Friday. So okay. they, they come out on Friday morning to install the carpet and the guy. So we, we, we didn't get off to a good start. Right. So the rule is that you have to move all your electronics and everything out of the way. You, they only move big furniture. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So I moved everything. Everything's all my, cause because of the, the gyms had been in, the, in my office had been messed up. All that stuff was out anyway. Anyway, right. Right. So the only thing left in my gym was, you see my, I have that big lat pull down machine, right? right. Yep. 
Uh, so only thing in there was that. My office is just my desk, which is huge and heavy. And I had two what, two sofas in the other room and, and elliptical, stuff like that. Not a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff. Some big things you could just move and get right, out of the way. Right, exactly. So the guy comes in. He, he doesn't. His English is not. Both of the two guys, their English is not very well. Not very good. Mm-hmm. So, so there was a communication barrier. Yes, communication okay. barrier. So he's he walks around. He's looking. He's looking. Looking. And then, but they're not moving. They're not. They're not doing anything. He's like on his phone talking in, in Spanish, mm-hmm. and I don't speak Spanish. So I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so I know when other guys walk around. He's looking. I was like, what? I said, what, what's the problem? Why aren't y'all doing anything? He said, I, he, he kind of gave me the shrug. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I said, what is he calling more help to move the furniture? I mean, what is he doing? He he's giving me the blank stare and a shrug, shoulder yeah. shrug. I'm he like, didn't okay. know whether what he didn't know what you were saying, or he didn't know how to I, answer the question. Or he I, didn't know what the other guy was doing. Right, right. Well, I think he knew he didn't want to get in it. Right. Uh, in hindsight, <laughs> okay. I think he knew okay. he didn't want to get in. Okay. It. So finally, my so then my cell phone rings, and the first time it looks like it's a spam number, so I don't even answer. And it immediately rings again. This this out of state number. So finally, I answer like I answer phone like what. So the guy's like, hey, this is whatever his name from the carpet installers. Uh, you know, our rule is that we can only move big furniture. We can't move uh, stuff. I was like, what do you mean you can't move stuff? There's only thing left is big furniture. He's like, well, I understand you have some gym equipment there. I'm like, yeah, it's an elliptical. And he says, yeah, well, we can't move that. I said, and this is, and then I went from zero to 100. <laughs> right? And I use a lot of Fs in uh-huh. my in, in my verbiage, communication, communication right. with this guy. Sure. I'm like, it's on effing wheels. You pick it up and you pull it. Right. And you can right. move yeah. it out of you the way. It's on, it. right. it's on wheels. I mean, really, it is on wheels. So I go downstairs. So I got the phone, my phone in my hand. And I got it on speaker. And I'm looking at the guy who was just on the phone with this guy. Because <laughs> obviously they've communicated. Right. So that's who he was talking to before. So I'm looking at him, and I'm yelling at the phone, and I'm yelling at him at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I was I, I, I lost. And the other guy, he just kept shrugging. And he, every time I look at him, he would just shrug. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm not getting in Another this. dude, like, my name Bennett, and I yeah, ain't right, in Right, right. Yeah, I don't speak English right. or Spanish. Right. So, whatever. Yeah. So I go, <laughs> I Martian I go over to the guy who's, who's standing in my basement, and I grab the elliptical. And it's kind of heavy. Right. But at this point, I'm on a drilling because I'm pissed right. off. So I grab it one in one hand, because I Look at the phone in my up, my left hand. I lift it up and I drag it about five feet and I slam it down. I say, "Look, it's on freaking wheels. Just drag it outside if it's in your way." Wow. So then the guy on the phone said, "What about the TV?" I said, "Well, somebody uh, again." Now I had my TV sitting up on a stand, right? I took it off the stand by myself and put it down onto the couch. And it's a it's a fifty inch TV, so it's kind of I mean it's kind of heavy. It's right. awkward. I mean it's right. not that heavy. It's just yeah, awkward. It's just awkward to if hold it was a barbell, I could lift it, but a big flat. TV is kind of hard to do. So I, I tell a guy, I said, well, he said, what about the TV? I said, well, what about it? Well, it got to be moved. I said, well, I'm here by myself. <laughs> right. What do you want me to do? Right. I said, and if one of them want to grab me in, I'll grab it in. We can move it out of, uh, take it upstairs and we can do that. Other than that, they, gonna, they can move the couch with it on there. Oh, well, they can't do it. Well, then, blankly blank, somebody need to help me carry it upstairs. <laughs> right. So we we get that upstairs. <laughs> and then they, so then they then they bitching about the the lap machine. The lap machine. What about that? I said, well, it's and I go again. It's not heavy. I walk over to it. I lift it up, slam it down. I said, look, it's not heavy. Mm-hmm. Put carpet on this side. Lift it up. Move the lat over on that side of the carpet. And then, and then roll the carpet out. <laughs> I mean, what the? It's ain't rocket science here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've like never laid carpet people. Right. Yeah. I've never laid carpet before but it seems to me that makes sense i'm not a professional carpet layer or a professional mover (laughs) but i can make sense of how to do that right Right. exactly what are you gonna do with the sofa that's in the other room you're gonna 
put carpet all the way over to here. Then you're going to lift the sofa up and slide it on, put it on the other side, and then finish rolling the carpet out. Why can't, you do Why can't you do it with the lap machine? No, we can't move. We can't move uh, equipment. We only move furniture. Well, I'll uh, find, uh, I'll find uh, a company who can. That's crazy. Well, at this point, I, you know, I, I, I said, okay, you know what? Fine. I went and grabbed a couple tools, a couple wrenches, and I take. Oh, it, you know, it only, honestly it was only one, two, three, four, five bolts, and I could take take it in half, basically. Okay, and enough. That I could get it. I could get it outside and out of the way. So I and I and I cussed and screamed the entire time that I was doing this, and I called them all kinds of names, and so much so when I went back upstairs. And this is at this point, it's not even noon yet. Um, I sat down in my and I had I had relocated my office to the dining room. Here comes the goose. Exactly now. So so what what had happened? I knew it. I had taken all the alcohol that was on my bar and put it in the di- on the dining room table, taking it all upstairs and put mm-hmm. it on the dining room table near the right. office. Well, the my, relocated office. My, my new relo- relocated office because I had put my desk in the dining room as well, my small desk. So that's where I had been. So I went up there and I'm sat, I'm sitting there, I'm looking out through, out the window in front of my computer, and I'm just I'm just trying to calm myself <laughs> right. down at this point. Count backwards from right. ten yeah. and all that stuff. Look out the window and just breathe. <laughs> just you're like, come on, LB, just look breathe. at that picturesque <laughs> landscape you have out mm-hmm. there. Right. Then I then I you know and then I felt bad that I had. <laughs> Cuss these guys out. Either guy on the phone. I mean, I called him all kinds of names, and I, I and the guys, I'm like, you sorry, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I went. I really felt, and this maybe it's just coming with the old days that I'm beginning because yeah. ten years ago, I well, wouldn't, you, you, I wouldn't you, have gave a damn about you got them the, at all. The twin yeah. baby granddaughters too. Yeah. So maybe that's yeah, maybe it's setting in on me now. Yeah, sensitivity. So I, yeah, so I felt bad, and I went downstairs, and and this is and ten I years ago, I wouldn't have cared at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is what it's I did. Funny. I went upstairs to my stash. And I got $25 each. And I went back downstairs and I, I pulled both of those guys together. I said, Kid, come here, come here. And I said, and I just looked at them both. I said, Hey, guys, I want to apologize for my outburst earlier. I nice. said it was unnecessary. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm really sorry that I behaved the way I did. And I, and I put 25 bucks in each of their hands. 25 ones in each hand. Well, it was, it was all ones, but it was, it was a few ones. I, keep, I do keep a stash of ones. Uh, well, why would you, you need that? You never, you, hey, you, you never know when a party bus might pop up with a stripper pole in it. Yeah. <laughs> so I hand each guy 25 bucks and I shake their hands and I apologize profusely. And I kept, I paused like three times, like, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't, right. I shouldn't have went off on, on y'all like that, you know, and, and I apologize and please. Perhaps I got carried away. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. Please take this as a token of my apologies and the hope. And honestly, the reason I gave them the, the, the money, because my, my, I felt like if I, you know how you, you piss people off, they, like it's a restaurant. Right. You, you don't you, know what they're going to do to your food. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, same, same mentality. I'm thinking, well. Hopefully now I will get a good carpet installation job. Right, right, after right. I, So that's why you did it, not because you felt bad, but well, that and I mean it's, that's a, I another benefit of it. Fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I so I gave them both twenty five bucks, six hands. No, that's right. There. And they and they did do a good job. And I at the end I I apologized again when they were leaving that night. But then, then here's the kicker. So they were almost done, and I told my wife comes home and I say, hey, go downstairs take a look at the carpet. And she looks, oh, yeah, it looks nice. And she said, well, what about the stairs? I said, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I, forget, I didn't tell you that part. They don't have enough carpet to do the stairs. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, after all that, they, <laughs> they didn't have enough carpet to do the stairs. So now they got to come back to do that. So, of course, I will be calling the, the store to uh, 
complain and hopefully <laughs> and I'm gonna, I want a 10% discount right. on my, my $4,000 order. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's, and make I, sure you move that equipment off the stairs too. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Bring enough exactly. Wow. Oh. Well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is your final cyclone update. Man, well, <laughs> yes. I'm glad you're still alive and feeling good, LB, because yeah. you're yeah. really yeah. shaking, yeah. not stirred by that. Yeah, it, it really, I I got I to gotta get my, ter- my temper under control. I really do. I really do. I mean, it may be too late. (laughs) Well, it's never never too late. late. Never too late to try, right? I guess. You just save the next guy. But then it kind of messes up the story. I I actually prefer you having the bad I like you having the bad Until I get shot. Right. (laughs) Well, you're in your house. Well, you were prepared for anything to go down at your house. You're prepared for that kind of thing. Well, the funny part was, like, so my wife came home another day, and I had a 38 sitting on the kitchen table. This was Friday. It was the same day they installed the carpet. And she said, why is there a gun? on the table. I said, oh, because it was in my desk drawer downstairs and I knew they were going to be moving stuff around and mm-hmm. I didn't want my drawer to open up and it's a 38 sitting there. Right. Yeah. So I took it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the follow-up question is, why is there a 38 in your desk drawer? <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. You never know where you're going to be when you right. need one. Yeah. Well, the Russians come parachuting in. I know where I'm going. Right, exactly. Yeah. Straight up We're there. bunkering down. That's funny. That's funny. Well, good. I'm glad about that, OB. So, uh, Sherman, right. you've got a read from our sponsors. I do. Go right ahead. So uh, thank you again to Borden Transportation. You can find them at BordenTransportation.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email them at info at BordenTransportation.com. Borden is B-O-R-D-E-N mm-hmm. Transportation.com. You can also call them 410-379-1550. So just a little bit about them, their fleet. They can, well, they have tons of things you can do. You can uh, book them for weddings. Uh, my brother actually, my brother Sean actually used them uh, for transportation from their for the guests from the hotel to the wedding venue. Oh, get out of here. Uh, because they have 12 and 15 passenger vans. Mm-hmm. Um, they were great. So they were just kind of running back and forth. They booked two vans that were oh, kind of running back oh, and wow. forth for two hours prior to the wedding and then like the last two hours uh, of the reception Reception that were getting people back and forth. How long ago was this? Uh, You would ask me that. Sean got married in 2016. Okay, somewhere around that. Yeah, so about two years ago. Um, So you can use them for that. They also clearly have, you know, limo services. Mm -hmm. I actually use them uh, for Bernanda's 40th birthday. We booked a uh, 10-person limo, uh, went out, you know, on the town and stuff like that. Nice. Mm -hmm. Great, you know, very friendly drivers. uh, They were on time, you know, very, you know, great communication, great price, et cetera. Uh, they can do proms, graduations, nights out, uh, city tours, corporate meetings, wine tours. Mm-hmm. I like the wine tours. Yeah. Um, they also have airport transportation to BWI, Thurgood Marshall. See, now we're talking. I might have to. There you mm-hmm. go. And, and LB. Yeah. Uh, uh, Martin State Airport, Dulles International, uh, Reagan, uh, and also Philadelphia and Richmond. Oh. So you can use them for mm-hmm. that. Uh, their fleet, they have a uh, luxury SUV that can seat up to five. As I said, 12 and 15 passenger vans, limos for 8 to 10 people, and a limo bus, party bus, Mm -hmm. that we need to look into. This thing is bad looking. That seats 24 people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, check them out. Um, Anyone 24 people, so that's 20 golfers and four strippers. Uh, if Bernanda and Sierra are listening to this, we yeah. did not co-sign on that. Claude and I will be driving yeah, yeah. wherever sure, by sure ourselves. Yeah, we'll be driving my Camry. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so anybody who, who uses them, and I know a few people, we listed, uh, you know, thanked them on Instagram a few days ago, and a couple people have already 
tag someone else in it. Saying, That's hey, the influence of yeah, Golf DMV. There you go. Mm-hmm. Blow yeah. this thing um, up. So anyone who uses uh, board and transportation, when you call them, make sure you mention Golf DMV, that that's where you heard of it, and you'll get a 10% discount. Oh, get out of here. All right. See, if Sean would have just waited two years to get yeah, married. Right, right. Or Fernando would have waited two years to have a birthday. Right. Yep, there yeah, you I mean, go. Yeah. <laughs> Could have gotten 10% off. Well, there you go. Now, what's the website again? Bordentransportation.com. That's B-O-R-D-E-N. Bordentransportation.com. Also, like their social media pages, man. Just tell them you heard about them on yes. Golf DMV. We want to Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Spread the love here. Our first official sponsor. Thank you for All right. All right. You did a great job on that read, by the way. Oh, thank Almost you, sir. as if you've been doing this for a living. That's yes. a great. Oh, wow. <laughs> maybe I have a maybe I have a, uh, a second career. Yeah. 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 Who knows? <laughs> Real quick, want to jump into this. Um, uh, we won't play the conversation. I'll play mm-hmm. a piece of it. But we had a chance to talk to this guy, Paul Wilson, from Paul Wilson Golf. He's the creator of the Body Swing. Uh, Swing Machine and Ignition Golf. Just check that out. You can Google search it. Or you can go to YouTube's YouTube pages. Um, just look up Paul Wilson. Again, that's the Body Swing, Swing Machine, Ignition Golf. I want to play this clip to you, and, and we'll get into our conversation a little bit about golf um, uh, after that. So I, uh, I actually teach in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, started teaching uh, 25 years ago, and um, I, was a, uh, I was a scratch golfer at 17 Wow. Went down. I, I wanted nothing more than to become the best player in the world. So went down to Florida at 19 and started taking lessons. And that's when the the disaster <laughs> started. <laughs> so as you know, when you take lessons, you not get better for a while. So took a lesson, the first lesson of my life. And keep in mind, I was a scratch golfer. Wow. And then uh, after the first lesson, I ended up shooting 96. Whoa, so are you I serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that so happened you, for a whole week. I wow, so you were a scratch night. golfer at seven you were a scratch golfer at seventeen, started taking lessons and the next thing you know you were in, shooting in the nineties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they changed absolutely everything. So you know, a whole week goes by, I'm shooting in the nineties when I'm usually shooting seventy two and I'm like, Wow, this just is a disaster. I, I need another lesson. So I have another lesson and still shooting in the nineties. For, you know, for another week or so. And, you know, the pro got too busy for me, left me mm. on my own. I knew nothing about the golf swing. I'm shooting in the 90s. I hit a 1,000 balls a day every day, seven days a week for over two years and never got it back. Wow. I counted them. Yeah. Wow. I had a shag bag. It held 90 balls. I hit it 12 times a day, every day, seven days a week for two over two years. He is a scratch golfer mm. at 17, right. mm. goes to take a lesson, and he's playing like me. <laughs> that is Mess insane. Up everything. That's a crazy story. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Messed up uh-huh. everything. I'm shocked that he did not quit. Right, that he stayed with it after for that. two years right, right. after. Yeah. I'm shocked he couldn't get it back. I would assume to be that good and that young – you could well, turn it you, back. It's on. the yips, though. I mean, it, it's the uh, what's the baseball player couldn't feel. Remember he? I mean, yeah, one baseball player couldn't throw. He was a pitcher, major mm-hmm. league pitcher, right? And couldn't throw the ball over home plate anymore. End up moving him to the outfield. Then it was who was a star? I can't remember. Well, don't remember Ernie Els. I mean, wasn't that the Masters that year where he had the yips putting on, on yeah, the yeah, first yeah. hole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you get the yips, that. man, it's hard to to. I can, I can kind of see it, though, because, you know, we've all had those lessons where they tell you something that seems so foreign to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you try and do it and you can't even get back 
to what I mean, I can I can to what see you that. had before. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can see that. Happen. No, that's never but happened. You weren't scratch golf. Well, that's never happened when we went to Brendan at Only it, Golf Park. It but w- it did with me okay. when mm-hmm. I first went to Brendan. Mm-hmm. It was so because I had been you, you know for fifteen years right, I had been, been doing it my way right because right, okay, right, right, I never right. had a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I played golf for fifteen years before I ever had my first lesson. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went to him, I'm like, this does not feel right. It doesn't yeah, look right. The grip up the mm-hmm. grip. Yeah. The swing, right, right. nothing felt right. I was shanking the ball everywhere, but it was kind of just, you know, trust the process. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just right, kind of, right. you know, I, I know it's going to be a rough go at it. And my score went up probably five to 10 stroke, which was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But once I stuck with it, it ended up coming down 10 strokes or 20 strokes, really wow. 10 yeah. strokes from where it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went from like a uh, between 100, 105. And I was up to 110, 115 for like probably a, the rest of that season. Right. But then the next season, I kept working on, mm-hmm. kept working on, kept working. And then I was shooting low, low to mid 90s. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, we did a full interview with him. It's about 25 minutes long or so, maybe 21 minutes, yeah, something like 20. that. But anyway, we did a full interview with him. We're going to play that back on another episode. But go to I'm his just, websites, guys. Just Google search mm-hmm. the body swing, uh, swing machine, ignition golf. Paul Wilson from Paul Wilson Golf, and we're going to visit that. We're going to just see what mm-hmm. we think about his stuff, right. yeah. uh, and we'll play back that interview. But given what this pro, quote unquote, pro did mm-hmm. to his swing, this mm-hmm. scratch golfer, I just can't believe it. What has been like the least helpful or worst advice from a professional or just anyone else that they have given you for golf? And, and like, mm-hmm. who would you say like do not listen to that guy? I know, I know, mine is easy. It's mm-hmm. people that you play with. Right during so, the round when they right. want to try to because tell you a lot exactly because <laughs> right. it may work for them mm-hmm. um, and even I mean it could be friends or family where yeah. you're like but they're not a professional and half of them haven't even taken a lesson before they yeah. just kind of figured out mm-hmm. what to do on their own but it's right. not and what they do works for them exactly right, right. yeah so, so I, when yeah. I stopped doing that like when you because I had never had a lesson so I would just kind of pick things up and it was good enough to get by mm-hmm. but. You really have to go to a trusted professional, mm. right? Right. Yeah. You always get there on, on the golf course where, was you know you you start hitting the ball crazy, whatever your playing partner say. Do you want me? Well, this is what I'll do. If I see somebody doing something that's obviously wrong, I'll ask them. Do you want me to tell you what I see? Right. You know, <laughs> it's the best not, way to do it. Right. <laughs> not that I'm you know obviously I'm no professional either, but. You know, I can see that you're doing, you know, you're twisting your body or you're dipping your head or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Stuff that's obviously, right. you know, you can you know, easily see. Um, other than that, other than that, I don't I don't give anybody any advice unless mm-hmm. they right. unless they seek it out. Right. Um, or you're also famous for saying, when's the last time you went to the range? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you got to. Well, and we all but have that true. issue. Right. Yeah. Where people get up. Uh, well, our friend Rickles, Rick McCormickles will do this. He'll come out on the course and he'll start bitching and complaining about his swing. <laughs> I'm like, but dude, but you you never go to the range. Yeah. I mean, the only right. time he plays is on the course. And then half the time he don't even warm up. Right, right. You know, he'll just come out, get up, you know, get out the car and go straight yeah. to the first hole, and then complain about his swing. Well, dude, when did you practice this right. swing that you expect to be perfect? <laughs> right, that's right. True. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because you know you get all kinds of advice from people. Some of the stuff that like irritates me because you hear it all the time, and it's very rarely even the issue. I actually mm. had Brendan tell us this before, mm. or maybe it was someone else. I'm trying to remember who said this, but this is very rarely the issue. Like you swing the club, you may top it or shank it. Mm. Oh, you lift your head up. 
Mm-hmm. People say that all the time, like the default thing right, to do. Right, and right. very rarely is your issue because you lift it, <laughs> you know, you lift up. your head right, up too soon. Right. We always say, hey, you lift right. your head up too soon. Oh, that's not the problem. You know, <laughs> right. it's, it's the ball's either placed wrong in your stance, or maybe, uh-huh. you, you know, you, you kind of came up too far in your back. But hmm. that's not the problem. So right. if somebody's trying to give you advice, say, oh, you lifted your head too soon. Uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Sounds you, know what good. I, yeah, you know what else bothers me is that when uh-huh. you do ask, so LB says, hey, mm-hmm. You know, let me tell you what I see. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me what you see. Mm. Now, LB doesn't do this, but Mm. I've had this happen before. And so they tell you that one time. Uh And then for the next 16 holes, every single (laughs) shot you take, they feel like they have to comment on it. When you ask them like an hour and a half ago to help you with one thing or just tell me what you see when I'm with with my driver. Now, all of a sudden, you know, when you're in the sand, like, Mm. oh, you got to open your stance a little bit more Mm -hmm. and flatten, you know, uh, uh, you got to open the club head a little bit more than that. Like, I didn't ask you for this. Right. Right. Like, and by the way, I'm beating you. I'm not asking you to help me. Like, I Uh asked you one, you asked me, and so I said, sure, Uh and now with every single swing that I take, you have to analyze it. I'm not asking you to do right. that. And then, uh, you know, and one thing that, that because uh, I asked Brendan about this, and he explained it a little better, but I still don't understand what it means. And, they were like, and I understand you have to do this, but when they say, you know, you have to release the club head. Mm-hmm. And okay, I, what does that mean? Like that's uh, yeah, I believe that is your, your wrist rotation. Right, but see, that's what I, that's, and see, that's what I thought. So then, so then Brennan says, you got to do a better job releasing the club. Okay, fine. So then I try to do that, and he's like, no, you're forcing it. It's like, but you told me to release it. <laughs> like, well, how does it happen? Well, it's got to kind of happen automatically and swing. Like, well, right. why are you telling me to release the club head? Tell the club to release <laughs> right. the club head. If it happens automatically, right. what I'm trying to do is like, no, you got to loosen your wrist up. So I don't even know what that, yeah. what that, and I feel like if someone could just explain to me or uh-huh. show me, I think, I think that, what it even that looks is, like. That is the, when it, when you're releasing, when your when your hands are in the at, at the top of your backswing, mm-hmm. and your 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 wrists are cocked, right. right? When you come down, and you get down to the ball, your wrists are straight. Should okay. be straight. Mm-hmm. That's the release. Okay. That's so you went from from cocked mm-hmm. to straight. Okay. That's the wow. release. What well, what I thought it meant was mm-hmm. just letting let the at that point as you come down. You release control, like you just pretty much go limp with your <laughs> with your wrists. Mm-hmm. Right, so this is the thing. I don't and know. let the club right. Yeah, let, the club, let the club. Let the club. Let the club finish. Well, it. Again, but it's, yeah. it's all it's all momentum though at that point. So you like you say you, you, your wrists go limp, right? And it straightens out, right? Same thing. And then right. the club is just swinging through, right? You're not trying to force it through and stuff like right. that. Right. What is it about golfers who really even aren't that great that we can? try to give instruction to other people who are probably right. Well, I mean, we're sitting here trying to figure it out, but I don't even know if we might. I mean, we host the golf podcast. Right. What the hell? What the hell? I mean, but think about, uh, what's his name was on the tour. Uh, uh, it was a Bubba Watson. Mm -hmm. Apparently, apparently he's never, he's never had a lesson. lesson. Right. Wow. He's just, that's just a natural, that's just, that's just how he plays. Right. And, and I've heard the, uh, sometime the, uh, announcers, you know, be on, and they'll say something, they'll say something negative about his swing or whatever. Like, hey, but it's working. He's, yeah, he's on the, one he's man on the wants tour. Some green jackets. Right. He's yeah. on the tour. So right. Making millions of dollars. So it can't be so bad. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So know. we've got to get out there and do do our whole thing. Yeah. But I definitely want to check out Mr. Wilson's uh, information because it sounds really interesting. Right. Some of the things yeah. he talked about. Yeah. I'm anxious to, yeah, next week or whenever mm-hmm. we listen yeah, we'll play that to the rest back. of the uh, yeah. interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll let you guys know when we go yeah. to this website. And you guys check it out, too. Again, visit his social and uh, let him know you uh, heard about him on Golf DMV, that podcast from uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, talking about golf with you know Claude mm-hmm. Sherman and L.B., 
Um, and maybe we can work on some kind of deal. He's in Las Vegas. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a situation where we can go to Vegas. Hey, absolutely. Just do a me. video with yeah. Just tell me when. Paul. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we'll be good to go. So now you met someone interesting the other day. Yeah, so we went to... Uh, <laughs> That's an odd way to introduce that, right? So you yeah. met someone interesting the other day. Yes, I did. So uh, last night, uh, my wife and uh, Naomi, who's my daughter, uh, we went to Hibachi, um, fam- you know, favorite Which Hibachi one? spot. Well, they're not a sponsor, so it doesn't matter. But we went to uh, Ginza of Tokyo up here in uh, Maple Lawn. Ah. So it's great. We go there probably more than we should. So Naomi walks in, or we walk in, Naomi has on a UAB sweatshirt, hoodie, and, and hat. And sit down, you know, the table always mm-hmm. puts you with people you don't know, guys sitting there. Like, oh, oh, this is the other place where they do the guy does the spinning of the, yeah. the chopsticks and knives and stuff. Uh, he wasn't flipping. They do, they knives, do the show. But yeah, they do the little. They do show. a little show for you. <laughs> oh, okay, I got. They you. do a little choo-choo train with the onions. Right. You know, they make it make it fun, entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Throw the, throw the egg up in the hat and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. LB's yeah. talking about flipping knives, ones, right. strippers, yeah. and <laughs> party buses. What are you doing, <laughs> man? Yeah, living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. So the guy, interestingly enough, uh, said, "You know, I was at a UAB LSU game some years ago, and UAB beat us." I said, mm-hmm. "Yeah." I know, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, you all know my allegiance to UAB football. So, uh, he's from Louisiana. He's from new Iberia, Louisiana. Uh-huh. No accent. Okay. Which surprised me. Cause right. you know, new, I mean, it, right. like in the swamp. So yeah, apparently yeah. his whole family, <laughs> it, but he said his family is pretty much Creole. Uh-huh. Like they, he was like, Oh yeah. If you've ever seen swamp people, that's mm. how my family talks. Oh, wow. wow. However, he grew up playing golf. So he traveled mm-hmm. everywhere. Okay. So he didn't have an accent. Uh, okay. It's pretty cool. So anyway, uh, so we got to talking. Really nice guy. Um, had tons of stories. He ended up showing me all these pictures mm-hmm. uh, in his phone from um, the uh, uh, course. Uh, was it? Oh, Whistling Straits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you play okay. Whistling Straits. Beautiful. Oh, wow. you know, okay. I mean, crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, all stuff. So his name is uh, Sam Weber. One B. Mm-hmm. He ended up. He played uh, golf and also ran track at Nickel State. Okay. Oh, okay. So he so he played with uh, he actually played in the junior masters in Dothan, Alabama every for a few mm-hmm. years. He played with Charles Howe the third. He played with David Gossett. He played mm-hmm. with Lucas Glover. So oh, yeah, and knew mm-hmm. all those guys competed. Mm-hmm. He said I peaked at fifteen years old. Wow. I was beating them. They kept getting better. better. Okay. Oh, and wow. I peaked. Wow. He said so when I at my peak I was shooting like seventy mm-hmm. like low seventies. Um, and he said, yeah, I wasn't that good. I shot like 73, 74 is the best I ever shot in college, in a college mm-hmm. tournament. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, really? That's all? You know, you're plus one, plus two. Like, oh, yeah, you're not that good. Right. right. So uh, for those who don't know, because we have so many people who don't know golf that listen mm-hmm. to the show, the lower you get, the better. Mm-hmm. I've never broken 90. Right. Uh, I know LB has. Have mm-hmm. you broke? Happened once for me. Once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's saying he's not that good because he's, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm really not that good a golfer. Where, from you a know, professional shoot, standpoint, like 73, he's right. 74s. But, yeah. Right. So, yeah. but really interesting guy. Um, so we're going to reach out to him, hopefully have him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, tons of players that he, you know, knows and mm-hmm. knew. And, okay. Um, He's in the area, lives in Columbia, so we oh, said we're gonna yeah. have. Him. We need to get him on the podcast. Have yeah, yeah. Have him out. Um, so he's gonna. Uh, his daughter actually goes to school in Laurel, so not mm-hmm. too far. And uh, so we said we're gonna get him on the podcast. And actually, his mm-hmm. father and his juniors coach do a golf show in Louisiana. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, okay. we should reach out to them too. Get yeah. them to call up the show. So, uh, so he wants to play golf with us and wants mm-hmm. to come oh, on the show. Yeah. 
Ooh. I don't. Re- I'm not. I don't know. Would he want to do that? I don't yeah. know. He's glutton yeah. for punishment. Yeah, he's gonna be pissed off. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna be bored out of his yeah. mind. I'm gonna tell him. Like, right. I guarantee you, Mr. Weber, you have not played with anyone as bad as I ever in your life. If you're as good as you say you are, yeah. you've never yeah. played with someone as bad as yeah. I. <laughs> so he said, "Yeah, look me up. You know, Google uh-huh. me. You know, I don't know if he has a wiki page or not, uh-huh. but anyway, he's I got his information. So you okay. know, we're gonna have him on the show. And yeah, man. Said so be cool to you know mm-hmm. uh, hear some of his experience." is playing on the junior master, master the same circuit. way Paul Wilson got lessons from a pro and then his right. game went, went to hell, hell. Right. Right. this guy's gonna play <laughs> yeah. with us and he'll never shoot in the 70s right, right. <laughs> or he'll never speak to us again right yeah one or the other <laughs> so uh, yeah it's a really cool guy it, it's just cool you know when you uh, go out to places like that and you just kinda mm-hmm. you know meet somebody that you never would've met before in your life and, right. and I just mentioned like oh do you like golf cause I think golf was on the TV at the sushi bar and he uh-huh. kept looking up at it He's like, yeah, yeah, I do. You know, uh-huh. I enjoy it. Um, and mm-hmm. so Bernanda said, too. <laughs> well, actually, Bernanda said, you know, my husband has a golf podcast. He's like, really? And it's boom, boom, boom. You know, and see, yeah, you, you could have handed him one of your. Yeah. New, well, Bernanda said, golf do you have Ooh, one of your cards? cards? And I said, no, because I haven't gotten them from LB yet. Right. So we've got brand new golf. <laughs> and, we do and, have and now here they are. And yeah. here they are. Nice. Mm-hmm. They look great. I love the color change on them, by the way. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I designed that myself. LB's a really creative person. I mean, this is... Yes, with his language and his uh, business card. (laughs) And his description of 2 a.m. in the morning running around his house. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, by the way, we got a lot of uh, 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 likes about the new uh, theme music for this show. Yes. The new in and out music. People like the way we've stepped that up. Absolutely. I like the out music, the in music. I'm not real fond of. Well, it's like a sports kind of theme thing. I mean... I, I, I I I didn't pick up a sports theme. I picked up a... I don't know, retarded disco beat or something. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't that's one, I don't way, know. That's one way to describe it. That's one way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout out to local kids, Stefan Diggs, for that. Yes. Universal Merlin. And Good Council High School. Council High School. Yeah. There you go. For that big play last week. So the first ever walk off touchdown in NFL history. Yeah. Yeah. What a bonehead play by that safety. Yeah. I feel bad for him. He's a rookie, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. look where you're tackling. And you got to have right. awareness, situational awareness. Yeah. I'll, t- him, I'll tell you what my let football... Let him catch the ball and then yeah. tackle him. Yeah. I'll tell you what my what football coach has said to me all my whole life. Mm-hmm. The game is 60 minutes, not one play. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. It should, it, should, it should have never come to that point. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Good point. Right. Yeah. But he did make a bonehead. Yeah, and, he, <laughs> and there's somebody with a voodoo doll in New Orleans right now sticking oh, pins yeah. in his exactly. eyes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, maybe uh, Sam Weber is. He's from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> he might be mad at that. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Well, anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It's Golf DMV. Uh, search us on Facebook, Golf DMV. Uh, Twitter, we're at Golf DMV1. Instagram, same deal, Golf DMV1. You can email us, GolfDMV1 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take it easy. Everybody. Peace. This is Golf DMV.